Hello, hello. Welcome back to My Big Sisters Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Do I usually say Tina Cosmic? I think I do. Can I switch it to Tina Kay? Do you guys know? You guys know already. Okay, let me set the scene. How are you, everyone? I'm recording. It's Friday noon. Oh, I have so much to tell you. It's Friday noon. I recorded yesterday, okay? But I was so, I think I was too excited. And you all know that I don't like to play back episodes because then I'll get in my head and I won't have a podcast, you know. So I don't listen to them so that way I don't over critique myself and then not even do it. Can you relate to that? Will you procrastinate because you just feel like you won't do a good job? I do that about so many things and I'm trying to work through it. So I didn't listen back to the episode I recorded yesterday, but I know it was a mess. (laughs) I could barely sleep thinking about it just because I think I was too... Hold on, I'm already fidgeting. Did you know that about me? I fidget. I fucking fidget so much. It's so annoying. Um, I just... It wasn't bad at all, and I didn't say anything bad. I just felt like it was too messy. I just felt like it... I, I threw it out. I didn't. I have the file just in case, but I'm not happy about it. And I didn't even listen to it. So that's how I know. Okay. Like (laughs) it's definitely not good if I didn't even listen to it. And I already don't like it. So this is the second time I'm recording this, but we do have new updates. I mean, Kanye went on another, I don't know how to describe it social media campaign about his kids and where they go to school and we'll get into that so right now i have my coffee in the wawa cup because it keeps it colder you know because if i take too long to drink it it will keep it cold and there'll still be ice cubes in it and it's still good (laughs) and then i have my seltzer and palm in my big black starbucks cup i actually have to take a sip my throat is like dry my throat's a little dry. <laughs> and let me tell you why it's dry. Because I had a Sobrani this morning. A Sobrani is a cocktail cigarette from, I think it's from the UK. We get them from Romania. They're colorful. And I don't want to glamorize it because I know cigarettes are bad. Cigarettes are bad. Cigarettes are bad. But it's not a Newport. I don't want to buy a pack of Newports because oh, they're just too good. <laughs> I'm never going to get a fucking ad read (laughs) they're just too good i'll get a newport if we're going out to the club or something i'll bring a a variety in my bag i'll have sobranis the pretty ones and then we have these super luxurious looking black and silver ones and black and gold ones like you know we do the real like cocktail fancy for the experience type of thing but if i have newports in the house forget it I'll have one every day and that's so not, you already know. I don't need to explain it to you. You get the vibe. But I did have a Sobrani this morning because I just felt like it. (laughs) Nothing more than I just felt like it. But it makes your throat a little bit dry. Not like a Newport. It's like a different type of dry because they're not necessarily, it's kind of like a hookah. You're not supposed to inhale. It's a cocktail cigarette. It's for the oral like doing something do you know what i mean it's just for a vibe it's not for actually inhaling it's not to actually get off 
on smoking a cigarette. It's literally just for like, I bet if you had a Sobrani, you would not get addicted to cigarettes because it's not the same thing. It's like a hookah, but a cigarette and they're very pretty. Don't look it up. Don't buy them and do not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I have to say that. Um, it's also Zena's birthday. But anyway, that's why my throat's a little bit like <sighs> getting back to the scene. It's Zena's birthday today. Zena is one of my good friends and I'm recording this on September 2nd and today is her birthday. So happy birthday, Zena. And by the time this goes up, it is my little sister's birthday. Two Virgos. So this goes up September 4th and it is my sister Gianna Marie's birthday. So happy birthday to her too, even though I don't think she will listen to this. <laughs> She's not listening to this, but I want to, you know, the podcast is for my siblings. So I want to make sure that we're recognizing her birthday. Happy birthday, Gianna girl. I call her Gianna girl. I don't know if she likes that or not. I have to ask her, but I call her my little Gianna girl. She's going to be 21. And our plan, so I'm not going there for her birthday this weekend we have plans for later in the month me my mom and my sisters are going to do like a thrifting day if there's one thing about me i love a thrift okay i love a thrift i love vintage i love thrifting i love goodwill i love secondhand estate sales yard sales poshmark depop all of it first dibs all the sites, everything. I don't know what it is. There's very few things I like to buy new. Everything else I really prefer secondhand or vintage or I don't know, just different, just like items that you can't get everywhere. I just really prefer that. So, and they do too. It's like the one thing all of us have in common. So we're going to go thrifting together. I found a bunch of different locations and we're going to run around the city and Brooklyn and stuff like that and do thrifting and that's going to be a lot of fun because that's one of one of our favorite things to do especially my mom and I we love just walking around the city okay so that's that and let's get into hot topics first but let me tell you what the main focus is today so I think we're going to have a double episode this week and this is why I even had to re-record it because I recorded everything in one episode but it was like an overload <laughs> I didn't take a break and I realize other podcast hosts, they'll take a break in between. And that's probably why it's more smooth. I don't do that. I do it all in one shot. I don't know why I do it all in one shot. I think because I fear that I'll lose my train of thought if I take a break at all. So we're going to separate the episodes. I think it's going to be a double episode. I'm going to do my best to film. Um, rec- I always say film. I'm used to YouTube. I'm going to do my best to record it, record it and get everything done by Monday and then hopefully the second one will be up by Wednesday. The main focus I think is going to be because I knew this would happen when I told you about how I broke up with someone and I was the piece of shit in the situation. (laughs) And I got so many messages about it when I put up my submission boxes on Instagram. If you don't follow the Instagram, the podcast Instagram is My Big Sister's Podcast. And that's where you could stay up to date and communicate with me in between episodes. And I'll often put a submission box like, hey, do you have any questions? What should we get to? What's going on? Just because so many things happen in a week, especially with pop culture and events and things like that things move so quickly. So it's just the best way to like stay in touch. 
And let me tell you something, the most popular request besides basic dating advice, just like a lot of dating advice questions, even more, which I don't, why do you want my dating advice? (laughs) I thought you would be like, oh, forget this bitch. After episode seven, when I gave you the dating advice the first time, well, there's more. People want more. And everyone wants to know about this breakup story. So I'm going to have to tell you that, which I really don't mind. I didn't think anyone would care, but that's what I'm going to tell you today. And then I'll get to the dating advice questions in another episode. episode. That way it doesn't like overlap and get too messy. So before we begin, let me take a breath because I'm already fumbling on my words. This is what I mean. I'm too excited. Drink your iced coffee. Sorry for the slurp. I think it's because, did I drink it all already? Mm. No, but I like a lot of ice. And then that causes the slurps. I'm already slurring. <laughs> okay, okay. Focus. We got to get to Hot Topics first. Um, so Kanye. Kanye, a lot of little sisters were DMing me. Girl, what's going on with Kanye? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I can only assume. So my assumptions are what happened was Kanye started posting... And if you if you follow Kanye or follow the Kardashians or follow what Kanye does is he'll just go on a posting spree and call everybody out. Everybody who's in the line of fire is getting dragged. Don't you dare cross him because he will post a selfie of you and drag you. <laughs> like he just goes off. So apparently from what I saw, because now everything is deleted, I was trying to watch in real time. I was also trying to shampoo my carpet when this was happening. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is all happening. And I was trying to shampoo my carpet. I have a white um, area rug in the living room, which I do not recommend. (laughs) But it is, it really does look so beautiful. And it's such a beautiful area rug. I had to shampoo that. I'm exhausted. Okay, that was a huge pain in the ass. But while that was happening, the Kanye posting was happening. And it was like rapid fire. So some of it I missed. From what I gathered, he is very upset about his recent collaboration with The Gap. So Yeezy and Gap did a collaboration. And I guess they did things without him or had meetings without him. And he also has a problem with Adidas, I think. Yeezy and Adidas, they released a shoe or changed a shoe color. Basically, they were working outside of their contract. I'm guessing they were doing things without his consent. And I believe he's the creative director of all his projects. So he doesn't want anybody doing that. I mean, rightfully so. And then he also has a problem with where his kids are going to school. So Kanye has made his own school called called Donda. And if I have anything incorrect, shoot me a message and correct me. But... He has his, from what I gathered, he has his own school named Donda, where I guess he developed his own curriculum, and that's where he wants his kids going. And from what he described, his kids are going to some private school in Calabasas. He also does not want them on the internet or on the Hulu Kardashians show, and they are. Now, I'm 50-50 on this. I don't want to not respect that he has a mental illness and I don't know if this is one of his manic episodes. I don't know 
I don't even want to call it that right away because we really have no idea. I don't know if it really is him being a concerned father. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And then half of me is like, this is totally a PR move. He has us all in Donda school. Like he's been doing this for years at this point. Anytime he does this, he owns the media. So it really does fuel my thought of thinking that or fuel my opinion that this is a PR move, you know, and I don't know if he has something else coming out. I don't know if he orchestrates this with the Kardashians. I don't know. I don't know. But it's always something before the next season, isn't it? So I'm not 100% convinced that this is a genuine thing of him having some type of reaction to everything, but using his platforms because he also wants to have... The other thing was he wants Yeezy stores. So he wants actual brick and mortar storefronts for Yeezy. Apparently Adidas was supposed to do that for him and they never did it. So now he's doing it himself. He was basically crowdsourcing retail professionals, people who know how to run a retail store or have a warehouse to have a retail store or open a retail store, just like high, really good professionals in the retail space because he wants them all over the country and then eventually worldwide. So he was crowdsourcing it, trying to get celebrities involved. So it was a whole big thing. So then I'm also like, okay, is it a rollout? Because these stores are possibly already in action and this is part of his marketing strategy. I don't know. I would think so because it does get a huge reaction. He gets all over the media like it literally takes over the second that he starts doing this it takes over it's on every site everybody's reposting everybody's talking about it so now literally everyone is aware that there is going to be yeezy stores to shop at so i mean is it him being a concerned father that he doesn't want his kids on the internet or a concerned creative director that he feels like he's getting slighted by the brands that he's working with. I don't know. Also, both can be happening at the same time. He could just be upset about something and then figured I'm going to use it to my advantage, which is a very smart thing to do. Because no, any PR, even bad PR is good PR. Like that's the key. Bad press is press. Good or bad it's press. And that's why you see a lot of people who are canceled or a lot of people that you maybe don't love or they still do well because the more people you're in front of, you'll find your own followers. So even if you think that person did a bad thing, they're still getting in front of other people's eyes and more people will like them anyway. That's why even bad press is good press. All press is good press. I need another sip. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> it was a lot. It's a lot to go over. Okay. You also, a lot of you were also asking me about the Addison thing because I did post about it on my personal page. My personal Instagram is at Tina Kosnick. You could probably find it in the bio of the podcast Instagram in case you don't know how to spell my last name. Um... A lot of, I posted about it because I think that Addison Ray's parents are not doing the right thing. And I know that's a lot to unpack and I'm not a parent myself. So I know there's things that I really don't have the right to speak on, but I'm going to because it is my podcast. 
Addison Rae is a very famous TikTok girl. She's now an actual actress. A lot of people still call her a TikTok star, but she's not anymore. She's a real actress. She's a real star. She's a real celebrity. She crossed over to mainstream media and she's doing incredibly well. The issue here is her parents are kind of bouncing off of her fame that she worked hard for and trying to create their own fame. And they're adults and they, and you know, they have the right to live their own life, but I just feel it's very tacky. Like you are here to serve your kid. You're here to help your child grow. You're, you're here to help your child be successful in their career. Why would you do anything to jeopardize that? And I say that because they are doing things to jeopardize that. So it started with, and again, I might be wrong. I did my best <laughs> with the journalism. I went to Wendy Williams University for journalism. Someone said that to me, and I thought it was so funny because it's true. Um, so Addison Ray's dad's name is Monty. Monty was all over, allegedly, 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 all over Hollywood. And people say, allegedly, he's doing coke all over Hollywood and trying to hook up with young girls who are not only Addison's age, but in her peers, in her group, in like knows her friends, trying to hang out with the other TikTok kids. And it's just so gross. Not only that, this all came out because he had a girlfriend who was really young. I think she was 25. I could be wrong about that too, but she was young. And she started posting on her Instagram story about Monty showing text messages and what he was saying to her. And it was all crazy. It was just like totally, just totally crazy. You got to look them up. Try to find them. There's tons of YouTube videos about about it, like really crazy texts and just, you know, the typical desperate older man trying to be with a young girl scenario. We've all seen it before. And that's when people figured out, well, they thought he was cheating on his wife, but it turns out Addison's parents have been separated for a while already. And he started dating other people. So he wasn't cheating on her that we know of. They were separated. I think the mom even confirmed that they're separated. So all of this came out. More people chimed in because it's embarrassing to Addison. Her dad is all over hanging out with people that she knows, doing drugs at clubs, like humiliating. Okay, so the father's doing that. Then the mom who's beautiful, by the way, she's beautiful, she's young, she has every right to date and post and do whatever she wants. But at the same time, it's like you have a celebrity daughter, you have to follow suit. When you have a celebrity child, you have to act accordingly. Don't do anything to mess up her career or her opportunities because producers will look at this situation and not want to hire Addison. That's the reality. So Sherry Nicole is Addison's mom. Okay, are you with me still? Addison's dad is Monty. Addison's mom is Sherry Nicole. Sherry Nicole has her own following and like her own career moves. I believe she has a podcast, but her whole image is being Addison's mom. And now I think she's trying to shape into her own single mom image, which again is fine, but depending on how you go about it. The way she decided to go about it was go to the VMAs with Young Gravy. 
in a very scandalous dress. Like, oh my God. She looks beautiful. So the way that she looks is not embarrassing. It's not like she looks sloppy. She's she's a gorgeous woman, but it's not the point. It's not the point. You're trying to get back at your ex who was dating a younger girl and embarrassing your kid all over the internet. Oh, and I left out that Monty was posting crazy TikToks. I don't know if he took them down, but if you have TikTok, you should check them out because they're super embarrassing. Like literally, I would never come out of the house. <laughs> I would never come back outside. It is so embarrassing for Addison and himself. He should be embarrassed of himself. So not only is that happening, but Sherry Nicole goes to the BMAs with Young Gravy. What? Why? Why? It is not. Please don't make everything about you. This is still about Addison. She is the victim in this situation. But she did it anyway. And that's what the big story is. That both parents are prioritizing themselves above Addison. And maybe they'll say that's not true. Or maybe people will disagree with me. But in my opinion, I think that's what they're doing. Because I don't think Sherry Nicole should have went to the VMAs with Young Gravy. I really don't. I think that she should have went either by herself if she was invited or went with Addison if she was invited and then said really good things during interviews. If someone brought up Monty, they could she could have said she could have said it is unfortunate, but I'm here for my daughter. We're going to have a good time tonight. Very simple. Keep it short and simple. It's unfortunate because it is. But I'm here with my daughter Addison. I'm going to do what's best for her. And we're here to have a good time tonight. And you hold your hands on the carpet and you talk for every interview. So while they're trying to interview Addison as her mom, you step in and say, you know, it is an unfortunate thing, but we're going to focus on Addison's career. She's doing great. We're really, I'm really proud of her. So I'm here for her tonight. And we're just, we want to have a fun time. We want to watch the VMAs. It's supposed to be great. And you just, you Polite. Keep it simple, polite, and move on. Why would you go with your young gravy? Why would you do that? And I know she's young and she's gorgeous and she has the right to have her own life. But if you want to date young gravy, okay, keep it out of the public eye. Because you can do that. You can do that. Nobody's stalking young gravy. I'm sorry. He seems like a great guy. I've watched his interviews. He's really funny. He's really chill. But I doubt the paps are stalking him out. I doubt the paps are stalking out Cherry Nicole. When you see paparazzi pictures, they were called by the celebrity. There's no secret there. Everybody knows that. Nobody is stalking JLo. Nobody is stalking Kim. Nobody is stalking them. If you see a paparazzi photo, they called them. They called them. So she could have been dating Young Gravy on the low if that's what she wanted to do. No, she went to the fucking VMAs. Oh my God. I saw that Addison unfollowed her mom. I don't know if she's following her as of today, but that's that's what the whole scoop was about Addison Ray and the parents. And that's my opinion on it. So you let me know what you think. I think they shouldn't be doing this at all. And I hope she's okay. Um. Oh, and the other update I have is that about the cannibal. So there's an update on the story. I have not watched the Discovery documentary yet. Let me write that down because I have to. Discovery <laughs> docu. I wrote that on my list. Hold on. Got to watch it. About, shit, what's his name again? In my head, he's Hannibal Lecter. It's not funny, but you get what I mean. I can't, re- I can't even fucking remember his name now because in my head, he's Hannibal Lecter. Um, 
let me just look it up because it's on my phone. Hold on. Hold on. We're taking a minute. We're taking a minute. I need a fucking producer, man. I'm going to make the Patreon, okay? Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Okay, here's the update. It's very unfortunate. Army Hammer is being investigated by a prosecutor specially assigned to look over claims he raped an ex-lover. And this is a page six, a page six article. A spokesman for L.A. County District Attorney's Office revealed some shot. Oh, so this came from L.A. LA County District District Attorney's Office. And I believe that it's specially assigned because the whole taboo of the situation is that, and I guess trigger warning, he specific, when he hooks up with women, he specifically requests things that align with sexual assault of all types of things, right? So I guess his defense is that they consented to it. And you're like, how do you consent to rape? Exactly. Like, how do you consent to sexual assault? But in BDSM, there's certain sexual avenues where while you're interacting, it it plays like a sexual assault, but between the both of you, you know that it's consensual. So it's role-playing sexual assault, basically. And the lines get blurry because how far is too far? I, there's, there's so many gray areas to it that you need someone to sift through the details to try to figure out was this actual assault or was this BDSM that they both consented to the, apparently the woman is saying that she didn't so she didn't and they have to you know I hope that I hope that if she didn't justice is served of course but I could see how it's very complex to play out because he's claiming that they knew about this. I think there's text messages of people consenting to it. So I don't know. This is what I mean. I want to watch the documentary and we'll and we'll we'll stay on the story and find out because I'm very interested in this. It's very complex and it's very it's not the usual SAK. SA is short for sexual assault. It's just easier to say that because it's less triggering for people. Um it's not the usual SA case because it's a specific type of role playing where it's like it could so easily be taken too far. And I think that's what they're trying to navigate. So, yeah, that's all my updates for today. That's all the hot topics. If I missed anything, we'll do it on the next episode because I should be recording soon. I think Cher is crying outside my room. <laughs> I think she's crying outside my room because she's a little discombobulated today. I had cleaned my area rug inside, right? I have the big Hoover carpet cleaner. What a fucking pain in the ass. I should have just called Stanley Steamer. But to be honest, I really didn't want strange men in the house. I didn't want to take, I didn't want them coming during the day while I like to work and make a lot of noise. I just figured it was such a fucking hassle. So I did it last night. I had the thing, so I was like, let me just try to do it myself at night. Let it dry overnight. Well, guess what? It doesn't fucking dry overnight. <laughs> Last night, I blow dried part of it, but the blow dryer doesn't reach 
the whole carpet. I only got to do one side. I wanted to see if the blow dryer would work. It does work. So I'm going to look for an extension cord later <laughs> and blow dry the rest. But basically, I have to block off the living room so she can't go on the carpet because it's still wet. I don't want her paws like on the solution. I don't want her stepping on the wet carpet. Not because I don't want her to dirty it. She's clean. I, I clean her when we come back in. If, when I go to walk her, I clean her paws. She's very clean. But I don't want the solution, like the soap or whatever, on her body. And she's probably crying because she wants to run on the carpet and jump on the couch and look out the window and check every fucking sound she hears. But she can't until it's fully dry. So I think she's sitting outside my room. I hear little whimpers. And I am so tired from doing that. It is a pain in the ass. But... Now that I know it works, because the carpet does look really good. Now that I know it works, I'll just keep up with it. I think that I had to do it. I had to do like three to four passes on it last night because I haven't done it since we got it, which I guess is disgusting. But let me tell you something. After you move, it takes a couple months to settle in. Okay, (laughs) so I got to it. It's not like I didn't want to get to it, but now I'm going to keep up with it because I didn't even know if this would work, but it does work. So now I'll do it once a month just so I don't have to, you know, so it's not such a pain in the ass. And so it's not soaked. I feel it's, I feel like it's also extra wet because I did so many passes on it. Now I'm just rambling about it, but that's why I'm also a little extra tired and why Cher is whimpering outside of my door. She'll probably fall asleep soon. Okay. So I'm going to get into the story, guys. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I really suggest you go listen to episode seven first. It is titled, Are You a Cannibal? I'm going to try to edit that. No, I'm going to leave it. Well, maybe I'll edit it to dating advice part one. That way everything aligns. But if I wasn't able to edit, it's episode seven, Are You a Cannibal? And I mention in there that I was the villain in one of my breakup stories. Yes, I was. Um, well, I'll just tell you what happened and you tell me your, you tell me your thoughts. Am I the asshole? (laughs) Here's what happened. Okay. I was very young. So let me just give you the backstory. I was young. This was not like a mature person making these decisions. I was between the ages of 19 and 20. It all happened very fast. (laughs) I was, oh, my nose is so itchy. Hold on. Is that a sign? What does that mean if your nose is itchy? Um, It probably just means fucking allergies, you dumb bitch. So I was young and between the ages of, (laughs) between the ages of 16 to 20, I dated a lot. Okay. I did. I was definitely, I, I don't know how you would describe it, but I don't like to use the terms hoe or slut. I don't believe in that. I don't even allow anyone to say that type of shit around me. I, but people call it a hoe phase. I call it, I was young exploring my options and not really limiting myself and being a person who does not like commitment things of that nature. So this started, this started because I had a really, should I give them names? Let me see. Shitty boyfriends. What's his name? We'll call him 
shitty boyfriend. What's his name? <laughs> I almost, I almost nicknamed him something that was okay. I have a good one. Sh shitty boyfriend, the shitty one. His name is Ken. Okay, the good boyfriend who I broke up with. His name is. Ben, that works. No, that's too close. <laughs> I should have planned this out before I got on the pod, huh? Before I got on the mic. Hello, I'm cool. I have a microphone. Um, the good boyfriend, what's his name? So Ken and Roger. I picked names that are so far away from the truth because who they are now is irrelevant and who they are then is irrelevant. It has, it really has nothing to do with them. It's more about me and my actions. Okay. So we're not going to give their name any attention at all. Also, I have no idea if that's even legal. I don't have an entertainment attorney or a publicist or a manager to, or a producer to be like, Hey, don't say anyone's name. So it begun when I had, well, okay. The good guy here is this motherfucker let me tell you something <laughs> hold on no matter what <laughs> i'm dying laughing because my boyfriend is literally calling me and anytime it's like he fucking knows anytime i'm doing something where i can't answer the phone he calls and i meant to put my phone on airplane mode and i forgot so i'm gonna have to do that now hold on but it's it's uncanny and this would happen when I would film YouTube videos. I would film a YouTube video and here he comes walking right in. He's actually in some of the videos because how, like, he always does this. I'll be on a, a, a meeting call, a Zoom meeting, a phone call, something important, calls. So now I'm gonna put on airplane mode and then we'll get back to the story. Yeah, okay. It begun with me and the good guy Roger, right? So the good guy is Roger. Him and I interacted for a few years and we never officially dated, right? Do you ever have those like a friends with benefits or a situationship? It wasn't even at the level of a situationship. It was just friends with benefits, I guess, because we would hang out. We would just hang out sometimes in between my other relationships, my if I had ex-boyfriends in between, you know what I mean? Like you ever have someone where in between the boyfriends, there's that one person you talk to. It was kind of like that, except more chill. Like nothing was ever really disrespectful. It was not like he ever led me on or, you know, there was no, it wasn't like in a toxic way. It was just very chill and casual a common agreement, we knew what it was, whatever. However, even though we knew what it was and everything was chill, I was just playing like it was cool because I was in love with that motherfucker. Oh yeah. So the whole time I was playing it cool, I had strong feelings for him, but I was obviously gonna play it cool. You know how it is. And then there was one time, I don't know why we came to this conclusion, but we were like, okay, let's, let's try to date. And we tried to date and that's a whole other story. Didn't work out. So we tried to be like, take each other more serious for like a, a total of two weeks and it didn't work out. 
And again, a whole other story that would take up a whole lot. Like it's, it's too many details, but it didn't work out. So then I got a shitty boyfriend and we'll, we'll call him Ken. So Ken is the shitty boyfriend. Um, in retrospect, was he a shitty boyfriend or were we young? Mm, I think we were just young. But just for the sake of the story, we'll call him the shitty boyfriend, Ken. I got a boyfriend, Ken. And while I was with Ken, Roger decided all of a sudden that he has real feelings for me. <laughs> hmm, isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> so while I had the shitty boyfriend, Roger was still kind of hitting me up, but I was being loyal. So I wasn't responding in that way. I wasn't interacting with him in that way anymore. I was answering the messages, but it wasn't like, in a, like I said, we were chill. We were, we were kind of friends. So it wasn't anything inappropriate, really. I mean, also in retrospect, would I be able to do that now? Absolutely not. That is disrespectful. However, I was young. You know, I was 19. Um, I think my shitty boyfriend at the time, he might have been like 21 or something. He was older, a couple of years older than me. And Roger was, he's five years older than me. He was older. Not in a creepy way. I, th- I don't think five years is that is creepy, but you let me know. And while I had the shitty boyfriend, Roger is all of a sudden, now he's more interested in me? Like, oh, now that I have a boyfriend, I won't take your phone calls. Because prior, when I had other boyfriends and other situationships, I would always take his calls. Oh, yeah. I was in love with him. And again, in retrospect, I don't think I was. I think it was just like, you know when you don't really know someone, but you you can't be with them, so you like them more? Yeah, okay. And I say that for a reason, and this will make sense later. I wasn't, I don't think I was genuinely in love with him. I was just like, it was the chase. Okay. So he was all of a sudden devastated that I had a boyfriend. And I wasn't taking his calls anymore because prior, even if I had a boyfriend, I would still take his calls. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if the exes know that, but they do now. No, I think they do know that actually. <laughs> I'm a pretty honest person. They knew that. I would still take his calls, okay? But this was the first time I wasn't. So I think that I think it like checked him a little bit like, fuck, okay, maybe I really do have feelings for her type of shit and needless to say my shitty boyfriend was a shitty boyfriend he would I remember once we went out and he literally danced with another girl and not just like cool fun dancing no no no. like he was they were really grinding on each other and I was in the room like I saw you do it with my own eyeballs and then he denied it and there was just many episodes of gaslighting and toxic fights I had broken five or six blackberries in that relationship okay so you get you get the situation it was just not a good relationship and obviously it was falling apart and as it was falling apart whose phone calls did i start fucking taking bitch <laughs> sure did so as it was falling apart and my ego's hurt and I'm, I'm in a toxic situation and i'm not really prioritizing myself i'm not loving this is all an act of self-hate you know I didn't have a lot of confidence I didn't have a lot of self-esteem I didn't have a lot of I was just in a bad place when typically I do have good confidence I do have good self-esteem 
And something about this shitty relationship just, I don't know. I don't know if it was just, you know, it was probably things before that that even led me to get into this shitty relationship and then it snowballed. That's the thing. When you don't love yourself, that's going to echo in the relationships around you and that's what would make it worse. So I was already not loving myself and that led me to people who weren't going to love me, right? Also, we were very young, so I don't want to like villainize him. He was too young to navigate it himself. I was too young to navigate it myself. Are we bad people? I don't I don't know him now. I don't know if he's a shitty boyfriend or whatever he's doing in his life. I have no idea. But at that time, we were a toxic relationship. Everybody knew it too. Everybody knew it. Like everybody wanted us to break the fuck up. It was just exhausting. So as we would fight and break up and get back together during those breakups, whose phone calls was I taking? Uh, Yeah, sure it was. Then finally, I left the shitty boyfriend. But I couldn't do it as an adult in a mature way. No. What I did was I broke up with him outside of his house in a dramatic way and then walked and then walked away crying, went down the street. He left. So he didn't follow me. And thank God he didn't. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful he didn't follow me. He didn't follow me. He left. And I had called my best friend at the time crying. So dramatic, girl. (laughs) Crying like, can you come get me? Because I didn't have, I don't know why I didn't take my own car. I think I had, I think what happened was I had the shitty boyfriend's car at my house. And then I drove it back to his house to break up with him. But also leaving myself carless. (laughs) So I needed someone to come get me. So obviously I was going to call my best friend at the time. And of course she came to my rescue. And who did I call right after that? Oh, sure did. I called Roger. That's not his real name. I don't even know a Roger. Um, I called Roger. Because why? Because I was insecure and needed a fucking ego snack. And this is where it went downhill. This is This is where... I become the villain in the situation because I basically knew, I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was getting into and I could say that I didn't, but I knew and I, and I knew it was going to make me feel better because I was just with someone who I allowed to make me feel like shit and I didn't want to feel like shit anymore. Should I have went the fuck home and took some time to myself and not be with a man and yes absolutely after a breakup you should absolutely sit with yourself and work out what's going on and figure out why you guys broke up why you're with that person to begin with like figure yourself out like this is a cautionary tale the decisions I made were not I don't recommend so as you're I'm telling you this as a big sister cautionary tale do not do this do not run into the arms of another man even though that sounds very romantic and there's movies about it and tv shows about it and books about it and it feels good in the moment no okay because a rebound is one thing but running running to someone who you know has feelings for you to make yourself feel better is very toxic. You become the villain. It's just not a good idea. And you should sit alone. And I'm talking to myself in the past. Bitch, go the fuck home. (laughs) Go 
the fuck home and cry in your room and sort it out and realize that you have nothing to cry about. You did not love this person. It was just a toxic situation ship, period. Did I do that? No, I didn't. I called him. I called him and he was very kind. And he is. He was a really kind guy. He was not really... I don't remember him ever speaking to me disrespectfully. I don't remember him ever... I don't know who he is now. This is a very long time ago, but he was never rude to me, you know? So we answer the phone and he's really sweet and he's, and I'm crying because I'm a fucking dramatic bitch. Like, I don't even know why I was crying. My heart was not broken. <laughs> I think I was just crying because I was worked up. I was worked up and I just broke up with my boyfriend. Like, it was just so dumb. But I'm crying on the phone to him and I was like, I just broke up with him. Uh, can you come get me? And he was like, well, where, what the fuck is going on? Like, where are you? Why do you need me to come get you? Like, what happened? So I explained what happened. And he was like, okay, can anyone else come get you? And I'll meet you somewhere. And I was like, yeah, so-and-so is going to come get me. I almost said their name. Oh my God. So-and-so is going to come get me and I'll meet you at the bar. So there was a bar my best friend at the time and I would always go to and it was kind of dead during the week on the weekends it was packed but during the week it was like kind of dead it was nice to just go have a drink no big deal so I told him yeah I'll meet you there he was like all right I'm gonna shower I'll meet you over there whatever you know you're gonna be okay like just being really sweet oh my god I'm such an asshole (laughs) just being really sweet and understanding and also really playing into my drama like nothing occurred to him like she's literally just being a dramatic bitch it's either it's either the situation was fitting the narrative he wanted or he really fell for it you know what I mean like come on so I go to the bar with my friend she had she was with her fiance at the time and um so it was the three of us at the bar as soon as I get there I'm taking shots. At this period of my life, I was numbing things with alcohol. Again, we could talk about this in another episode, but I was. I was just remind me. It's not something I'm shy to talk about. I was numbing things with alcohol. I was abusing alcohol. I wouldn't go as far to say as I'm a I was an alcoholic, but I think we've all had periods of time where like, okay, I'm leaning on alcohol a little bit too much, you know? <laughs> like I wasn't suffering from a really active addiction. But I was very aware that when I was uncomfortable, I would go out for drinks in an unhealthy way. So as soon as we get there, I'm taking shots. I'm taking shots with my friend. I knew I was safe. Her fiance at the time was a really great guy. And I'm pretty sure he didn't even have drinks that night because he was making sure that we got home safe. Like just a really, really great guy. And so I was in a safe situation. And Roger was also a safe human being. He is not, I mean, again, I have no idea who he is now. He he could be a toxic person now. I have no fucking idea. I don't even know anyone who knows him. But at that time that I knew him, he wasn't like a bad guy. He wasn't toxic. He wasn't like a drunk driving type of guy. He wasn't, um... He wasn't someone unsafe that I couldn't be drunk around because I'm saying that because don't just be drunk around random men. (laughs) That's why I'm saying it. 
please do not be drunk around random men. In this situation, I got very lucky that I was with safe people. But do not get really drunk around men that you don't feel safe with, that you that you don't know for sure if they'll make sure you get home safe, that type of thing. That's why I'm telling you. Big sister advice. Please do not drink. Don't have drinks around men you can't trust at all, period. They could put something in your drink. And again, we can talk about this in another episode, but it's, you, you get what I'm saying. These two men specifically, very safe. It's very, very safe. I was never in harm's way around them. So I say that to say... I was already drunk by the time Roger showed up. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I was drunk already. I think I might have... I don't even know how many shots I had by then, but I was drunk by the time he showed up. And it hadn't even been that long. It's just... I was really throwing it back. Okay? So I remember... I don't remember a lot from the night, but I do remember that he came and I was filled with joy. <laughs> this played into the romance novel that I was creating in my fucking head. It was like a fucking dream. This is exactly what I wanted. Like, yes, come and save me from the shitty fucking guy. (laughs) Like, don't, doesn't everybody want that? You don't, you never want to be left suspended and heartbroken. You want the next guy who, you know, already has feelings for you. And he came to your rescue. The damsel in distress. We all, come on, don't fucking lie. Don't lie. We all love to be a little damsel in distress that sometimes it's natural. Well, here's where things get tricky. I was not sober. I don't know if he knew that because he wasn't there while I was throwing drinks back. I don't know if my friend told him. I have no idea what he knew at this time. Can't confirm. I don't know if we even ever unpacked it. Like, I don't even know if he knew how drunk I was, but he came and he was ready, bitch. He wasted no fucking time. He, so at this bar, there was a bar and then you can go to the other side and there's like empty tables where you can kind of hang out and, and get more private with someone like low lighting, you know, the vibe. He had took me over to the other side away from my friends just like so we can have a minute alone. And again, we all know each other for years. This is not like a creepy situation. We know each other for years at this point. So he was like, oh, can we go talk? Can you excuse us? Can we go talk over here? He sat me down and was literally like, "Okay, listen to me, like taking control. He was like, listen to me. This is what we're going to do. Blacked out after he said this is what we're going to do. I can't make this up. I can't. And I wish we were still friends, um, my best friend at the time and I, I wish we were still friends so I can call her up and have someone to vouch for my story, like have my witness, but unfortunately we're not. But this really happened. I don't know what happened after that. I know that I went home with him. I woke up there and I was very discombobulated when we woke up and I requested to be taken home and I was. And... I went home and slept off my hangover because I was hung over. I was, what the fuck happened yesterday? What is going on? So I go home. My friend at the time goes to work. I guess it was my day off. And um, when she has a free moment at work, I'm asking her, what what's going on? She was like, I don't know. You guys, you left with him. You wanted to leave with him. I don't know what you guys discussed. And I, 
Then I get flowers sent to my house. I'm thinking it's the boy, the shitty boyfriend I just broke up with. I'm thinking Ken sent. What did I name him? Ken, shitty boyfriend. I'm thinking he sent me flowers. No, it was Roger sent me flowers. This man sent me flowers from my breakup. So I thought, no, bitch. He was sending me flowers because we're in a new relationship. Oh, yeah. We got into a... I consented to a relationship, which is a consent because I was really drunk, but he didn't know I was really drunk. I have no idea. But apparently, we decided to be in a relationship. And that is... I just cracked my knuckle by accident. Sorry. And that is not a good idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I know that there's some situations where it's like, you guys were meant to be together the whole time and finally you just cut the bullshit and be together and no. If you are getting out of a relationship, take time to breathe. Take time to recollect. Take time to heal from the trauma you just went through of abuse and gaslighting and cheating and lying and take time to fucking sort that out, okay? Do not jump into another relationship. The, especially 45 minutes later, like it, what was it, two to three hours later? What? Way too quick. So after I had calmed down, got over my hangover, I was now excited about this, right? Because I had feelings for him prior. This is what I wanted for years and so on. So I thought. I thought this is what I wanted. So I was in my honeymoon phase of this now next toxic relationship, except I am the toxic one. I thought this is exactly what I want. I was selling the story of, well, we were supposed to be together the whole time. We've always, we've, it's always been each other in between relationships. He would cheat on his girlfriends with me. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but he would cheat on his girlfriends with me. Like, girl, pick me energy fucking loser that is not a sign of somebody loves you no that is bad that's a red flag he cheats on his girlfriend with you sis people must have been listening to me have been like this bitch is oh my god embarrassing I can't even believe I have the balls to tell you this but I'm just leaving it to I was so young you know it's like literally being a different person this was a lifetime ago and this that's what was playing in my head in my head i was so excited the first like in the honeymoon phase the first few weeks i was so in love like it it felt like a fairy tale he ran to my rescue and i don't have to deal with this toxic shitty boyfriend anymore and he's tall and handsome and smells good and like just the fucking bar is low okay like the bar is so low i was so impressed by literally everything because he was just nice to me like and we have history and I'm sure there were several things that I can't even fucking think of at the moment that made me feel so in love but I know the main part was I went from something toxic a really unsafe environment to someone who made me feel really safe and someone who I was really really comfortable with and remember in episode seven I was telling you guys, even though you're comfortable, it doesn't mean you should stay. Comfortable does not equal stay in a relationship you don't want to be in. I was really comfortable with this person. 
And it just felt really good. It just felt like I can breathe. It felt like I can relax. It felt like I was safe. It felt like I didn't have to worry. It felt like I didn't have to, like he even went as far as to show me how he ended because we obviously hastily got into this new relationship, right? So he's going to have some crossover as well that I was asking him about. Are, were you talking to other girls? Like, how did you decide that once I came to and was sober, I had questions. What made you want to be in a relationship with me? Like, what what changed your mind? What happened? And where are the other girls? Because he was dating other women. He was good looking. I mean, was he? I don't know. He was dating other women. I Was he good looking? I have no idea. At the time, I thought so. I don't know if he is now. I don't know if he actually was. Don't know. But he was dating other girls. So I, I said, what's going on with them? Like, do they know? Like, how did you how did you navigate that? He showed me the text. He had texted the girls that he was talking to and explained the situation of why out of nowhere he has a girlfriend and who the girlfriend is, meaning me, used my first and last name, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> I think at the time I was so like, oh yeah, tell them who I am. Now, no, please don't do that. That's the other thing. Don't let anyone else give out your information because luckily nothing bad happened, but that just causes a mess. Why do they need to know who you are? You know, that's no one else's business. So here nor there. He had told them the whole situation. I've always loved this girl. It just never worked out. Literally, I saw the text. And I, again, that blew me away. Oh my God. A man who is up front and will tell them who he's dating and not hiding anything. When I just came from a situation where there was a lot of cheating and lying and and just being creepy and, you know, so it was so refreshing. Again, another thing where I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I'm so in love. Oh my God. The bar is so low. You deserve loyalty no matter what. Like this should not be, this should not have been so impressive, but it was. And I think one of the girls even called him and I was there for the phone call. And I actually felt bad in the moment because she was like, what? Like what? Because I guess one of them, he was really, really dating and they saw it going somewhere. And then out of nowhere, he was like, actually, (laughs) actually have a girlfriend. (laughs) Actually have a girlfriend, Tina Kosnick. Like, oh my fucking God. And then when he was on the phone with her, he explained everything. And then she was actually cool with it because he was selling the story too. We had this whole fucking story of... We always hooked up and it never worked out and we were always in other relationships. And now finally, uh, the stars aligned. Like, no, there were no fucking stars that aligned. Listen to me. When you don't take a second to learn who you are, when you're abusing alcohol, when you just got out of a toxic relationship, when no stars are aligning, babe, none of them are aligning. None of them are aligning. You're you're manipulating someone and you are falling for a lot of bullshit, okay? There's no stars that are aligning. And I don't mean to discredit the experience that was or invalidate how he felt. On my end, no stars were aligning. <laughs> no stars were aligning. 
I was being a messy bitch, period. I was just being a fucking mess. And, you know, in my defense, oh shit, my fucking, hold on. What happened? The screensaver went on? Yes, but we're still recording. In my defense, what did you think you were getting from a 20-year-old? Like, uh, I mean, we got to fucking give me a little bit of credit here. I was only 20. What? What did he think he was getting? I have no idea. Again, I haven't spoken to this person in a very long time. I have no idea what was going through his head. I'm sure he told me. Did I listen and respect it? Absolutely not. Why did you think at 20 I was like ready to commit and like I sorted out all of... We just thought each other was the answer and... No human being is the answer to your problems. You are the answer to your problems. Your problems will never be solved because of your love with someone else. A relationship, love, and those types of things will not heal you. They do not fix you. They do not change you. They do not solve the problems. They do not fill the void. But that's what I thought was happening. That's what he thought was happening. And... That is not the case. You need to be alone and work out your issues alone and go to fucking therapy. <laughs> go to fucking therapy and don't solve your issues with love because I get, that's probably what it was, like a love addiction. Like I just, I was trying to fill so many voids with so many different things. Anyway, that's what was happening. I was selling this fantasy and I was even telling his friends this, like we went out with his friends and I was telling them, I'll marry him tomorrow. And I was telling him this. Oh, yeah. Which is my MO, by the way. I've almost gotten married maybe three times. Because I don't respect it as, well, now I do because I'm an adult. But (laughs) I have an adult brain. But at the time, it was a fucking joke to me. I'm a Sag Moon. I'm an Aries Rising. I will do things to do things. And I'll keep going if you enable me. If he would have been, he had a head on his shoulders sometimes, right? Because he didn't take me to City Hall. But if he did, I would have done it. I would have been a divorcee. I, I literally would have married him. My only boundary was kids. I knew I didn't want to have no kids. I knew then too. That was my hard boundary. But if he was like, okay, let's go tomorrow then. I would have went, oh yes, I would have. Especially for the story. Oh Yes. And I've done that in the past and I've done that with other exes. (laughs) That is 100% my thing. I will do it. Okay. I'll do things to do things. So I was telling him that and he was taking it serious. Not enough to go to City Hall because he actually wanted a marriage. Like he actually wanted it to be real. He didn't want just me and him. He wanted family there. And that's really why we didn't. I don't give a fuck about all that. But. He wanted the real thing. And I was like, I didn't, in my head, I was, I was telling him I did, but in my head, I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was just being like crazy. Like, who cares? Who ca- I, I think I even said, who cares who's there? Like, let's just go me and you fucking asshole. And I was telling his family that we spent the holidays together. Oh yeah. He came, he spent Christmas with my family and I, we did the tree. We did, oh my God. He met my siblings and I did New Year's Eve with him. 
Uh, my best friend and I, we went to New Year's Eve with him and his family and rented out a place and did the whole big party thing. Oh my God. And boy, did it come tumbling down. I, I started to, I just started to notice things that I didn't have the opportunity to notice before because we never dated seriously. We went from just being chill and friends and, you know, having interactions and things like that to fully, I'm in a committed relationship with this man. We don't know each other. We know each other, but we don't know each other. We, who knows what the fuck I was telling him in the past while we were smoking weed in his car. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what the fuck I was making up. I I have no idea what he thinks he knows about me, but as we were getting to know each other while we were already in a committed relationship, while I was already telling him, yes, I'll go to City Hall, I started learning things that didn't align with what I saw for myself. Now, he was never, he was one of the best boyfriends I've ever had. He was so kind and he was so great with my family and he was family oriented and he never disrespected me and he was such a gentleman and he was so gentle as well like just very gentle and very soft and very patient with me you have to be very patient with me very patient with me and he was honestly he was doing his best best but the things that were beyond his control i couldn't get on board with like There was one night I, this is where it begun, where I was like, okay, hold on. Here's where I become the fucking asshole. I was, I'm already the fucking asshole because I'm telling this person I'm in love with you and I'll get married to you. But really like I had no plans for the future at all. There was one night where I wanted to go out for drinks and it was already 12 a.m. Now I'm 20 years old. Like we don't leave till 1130. So 12 a.m. is not that deep. I could still go out if I want to. I had asked him to drive me to go pick up my fake ID and drop drop me off at the fucking bar because you are my boyfriend. That's your that's your job. Uh oh. Okay, and we're back. Listen, you <laughs> you don't understand what happened. <laughs> okay, everybody, relax. <laughs> Mommy is here. It is now, it is now 10.30 p.m. I'm doing... I'm gluing on press-on nails. And I'm on my second martini. And I'm laughing. And I was going to wait until my mom left. And I had a minute to be professional. And pick up recording. Okay. It cut off because... My boyfriend came home early at like 1.30 while I was recording. And you know I don't like that. He's he's forbidden to listen to the podcast. So obviously I had to stop recording, right? And I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna pick up again when my mom wasn't here, when he wasn't here, blah blah blah, and get it up by Monday. But what had happened was I started laughing because I'm my second martini in. And I said, Mom, do you remember? (laughs) She goes, I think it was Christmas morning. I had to come pick you up. So I got to the part where I started to explain 
where things started going downhill. So I'm just going to fucking do it right now. <laughs> this is my first drunk episode. <laughs> I say my first because I know there will be another one. <laughs> also, the microphone might have broke because it, I think it caught on Cher's tail and it fell on the floor. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> just bear with me, all right? So I started laughing because... Listen, I don't know what the fuck happened. Things just started going left. Okay. I went from selling the fucking dream and telling people, oh yeah, I'll marry him right now. Fucking asshole shit. To calling my mom to pick me up in the fucking morning, meaning like I must have slept there. And then when I... (laughs) When I woke up in the morning, I needed to leave. Like, I was freaking the fuck out. Well, he took a shower and he came in the room with a towel. Hold on, hold on. Come closer, come closer. Say it here. I'm, I'm going to have my mom tell you what happened. You told me that he took a shower, he came in the room with a towel, and something about his no, it was so- hair. <laughs> After he just gave you a Gucci the night before. Gucci I don't care. No, but it was so bad. I. But you said... You gotta get me out of here, Mom. I'm so dramatic. You gotta get me And I said, What? You gotta get me out of here. Like, what he was doing. Yeah, you said, You gotta come get me right now. <laughs> right now. So dramatic. Urgent. No, urgent. but it was urgent. But it was urgent because. Well, you, just, you just got grossed out, and that was it. No. But there was more to it. Okay. Well, yeah, there was a couple other there things. There was, yes. Okay, it started with, what I was beginning to tell you was, it started with, there was a night where, like. He called his mom babe. No, that comes after. Oh. Wait, that's so specific. What if he listens to this? Do you think he'll listen to it? I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> calling your mom babe is like, Wait, no, he's not going to listen to this. I, There's listen, no way. It's part of your past. Let's hope we both right. move on and can recognize that. I gave him a fake name. Definitely wasn't meant to be. No. I gave him a fake name, too. Honestly, it could be somebody else. He don't He don't know. Anyway. Right. But, I mean, if you put the pieces together. I he'll know it's himself. <laughs> yeah. He'll know it's himself. Okay. Here, no, there. What happened was it begun with. Began. Began with. I, okay, so I was at his house, whatever, and I wanted to go out. It was, I wanted to go out, so I had said to him, it was already 12 a.m., and it was like a Tuesday or something, so, and I said to him, like, we were hanging out or whatever, he thought we were just going to bed. Now, at the time, I'm 20 years old, like, you're old, like, I'm not, and he wasn't even old, he just acted 50, but he was what 25 26 do you lie about his age that's what you thought well he looks so much older he looked honestly he was 25 and he was handsome but he looked 35 45 i found out later there was substance abuse we'll get into that right okay we'll get into that but the the first instance where i was like oof i don't like that was it was a Tuesday, it was 12 a.m., and I said, okay, like, I'm I gotta, I'm going out, so can you drive me to pick up my fake ID? <laughs> Drop me off at the bar. And I'm saying this with, like, a straight face, because in my brain, 
what about it? Like in my brain, I was thinking, what's the problem? <laughs> what's the problem? It's only 12 a.m. Bars are open to four in New York, in New York, right? Right. It was, it was, um, if you're from Staten Island, you know the place. It was called Rhythm and Blues then. Then it was called, now it's called The Goat. But then it was Rhythm and Blues and they had a really good Tuesday night. <laughs> so my friends were already there. And I said, yeah, you got to take me to pick up my fake ID and then drop me off at the fucking bar. And he was so upset. He was so upset by this. And that's what upset me because I'm like, what is the issue? He's like, it's a Tuesday night. And I was like, yeah, exactly. So you go to Rhythm and Blues. Like it was not computing for me, but also I was only 20. Like what the fuck is the problem? But you could see where I'm going with this, that we we were not aligned. No. I was pretending I was aligned. Yeah. I was saying, oh, I'll go to City Hall tomorrow. Ah, uh, uh, uh. But was I ready to be fully committed and settle down and not go out anymore? Absolutely fucking not. Like, that's crazy to me. I thought like nothing changes. You know, like I said, I was bullshit. And I would tell every fucking boyfriend I go to City Hall. I do shit to do shit. Like, I just do stuff to just be... I have a tattoo in my mouth. What does that tell you? Like, I just do things to do things. It doesn't mean anything to me. So that was my first red flag because I'm naturally rebellious. I don't like authority or somebody telling me what to do. So right there, I was already, now I'm suffocating. This is how dramatic it gets. I'm I'm hyperventilating. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, why are you giving me a problem about this? Why are you already starting with the bullshit? Then there were other things like, like I said, we spent, we spent um, New Year's Eve together. I wanted to wear like a jumpsuit or something, which is also my MO. Like everything true to me, he was challenging. So even though he was never disrespectful, he never raised his voice, he was so charming and blah, blah, blah. Like he was just a really nice guy. He was like challenging things that were natural to me though. Like he was like, it just felt like, you know, you don't really like me for me. Like, you know, all the things that are... He liked, he liked the idea of you. Right. He liked the idea. Liked the image of you. Right. He like, yeah. And you could tell because of this one thing. And I want you to pay attention because this is a fucking red flag. Okay. He, I said, I'm, if you hear that, do you hear that? I'm fucking gluing on fucking press ons and shit. But I know when the moment happens, the moment happens. Okay. It was New Year's Eve and I wanted to wear a jumpsuit. Wow. Groundbreaking. Tina Kay in a fucking jumpsuit. Exactly. It's like, that's who I am. 70s movie star i want to wear a fucking jumpsuit this motherfucker said i'll never this i don't remember so many things but this i'll never fucking forget because never will that happen again he said what do you want to wear how dare you even what do you mean why are you even paying attention to what i want to wear nobody tells me what to wear nobody ever has and he said listen close He said, I want to throw up thinking about it. I'm mad all over again. My lady wears a dress. (laughs) Are you throwing up yet? 
And to me, here's the thing. Now I'm insulted because somewhere in your fucking brain, you thought you had the balls to say that to me. You said that to me. I, you have me confused with somebody else. Like I know he was talking to a lot of girls before all this went down. You're used to a different breed because I know you didn't say that to me. Like I was so fucking, but I let it go because like I told you, I waited so long. Like I always wanted to be with him and blah, blah, blah. No, listen, what was happening was I wanted to be with someone who didn't exist. I just, you know, we never got close enough for me to know who he was. So apparently he's the type of fucking guy who needs his lady to wear a dress. Like, first of all, <laughs> who even fucking says that? Did you time travel? Like, where did you just go? Where the fuck did you go just now? Who talks like that? Am I wrong? Like, please comment. Comment somewhere if someone's ever spoke to you like that. If this is normal, am I missing something? I skipped a whole chapter when he said that because I'm thinking you know who the fuck I am. Like, you know the chaos that comes. Because he was right. He was really patient and like soft-spoken. Maybe that's what it was. He was just like real soft-spoken. Like, I've never heard his voice above octave four which is like the voice octaves, like higher and higher. I've never heard him raise his voice ever. I don't even think I've ever heard him curse. Like, <laughs> I don't, but I think it was just soft-spoken. Like, he was just really nice. But then he had these like left, out of left comments where I was like, wait, what? So you think I'm about to be barefoot and pregnant? But that's my point. That's where it was leading to. He was serious while I was bullshitting. Like, I was just fucking being 20 and like chaotic and thinking, you know, I really thought I was getting away with something. <laughs> I thought I was getting away with, you don't get married, but you're not going to change who I am, which is natural. You don't have to change who you are, but like, yeah, you do. Apparently you can't, you have to wear a fucking dress or some weird shit. Like what even is that? I don't fucking know what, what that has to do with being a woman. I have no idea because it's like, I wasn't going to go in in a man's suit. Like, I just wanted to wear like a sexy jumpsuit where I think I had described, okay, you know what I'm talking about because I wear suits, like really nice, here he comes, I don't give a fuck, really nice dress pants, a blazer, like a, maybe a bra underneath, like sexy, but the whole, it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't, I don't give a fuck if I wanted to wear a big t-shirt and leggings to the party. Nobody tells me what the fuck to wear. So that was just another thing. And then another thing was saying you're not going to fucking believe. Well, mommy already aired it out that he called his mother babe. So let me fucking describe to you what happened. Now, I'm already starting to panic. And like I explained to you, listen, you got to listen to episode seven first. I was being, I'm recording. Hi, babe, I'm recording. <laughs> so... I was already trying to not, I wouldn't say make it work, but I was trying to be patient because I'm like, okay, wait, I'm doing too much. I'm being chaotic. You know, you start just, you start doubting your own decision-making, but let me tell you what fucking made my decision for me. Okay. 
I was already uncomfortable. I was already gagging. I was already, mommy, you got to come fucking get me. I was already there, except I didn't text mommy yet. Like I was kind of telling her, I was forwarding her the text messages. <laughs> like I was at work one day and he sent me a picture in his boxer briefs or something. And it was so bad. I was so gagged. I was so like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm sick. I sent it to my mom. <laughs> I was like, mom, look, isn't this disgusting? <laughs> she was like, never send me that again. <laughs> Were you grossed out? Yes. It was so bad, right? Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. And I don't mean to drag him because like I said, he was re- he was a really nice guy. He was not a bad guy to me. He was old fashioned. And I bet there was a, I bet there's a lot of women who would love to be would pregnant, love to pregnant. would love to. I, I literally know girls who who would have loved to, to be in this position. There were so many positives. Listen, I'm not dumb. I'm not blind to it. However, it is not the situation for me. <laughs> like, that is just not what I wanted. OK, I never wanted to have kids. I probably said it in the past. Did I meet it? No, I've never felt that way. That emotion never came out of my body. So I was bullshitting and I was already panicked. I was already like texting mommy. I can't fucking do this. I'm in so deep. Like we had just done Christmas together, right? We were literally just familyed up doing Christmas together. I'm in so fucking deep. We, okay, listen. Now, he, he still lived with his parents, which was also a red fucking flag. Like, this was not in a recession. We're not talking 2022. How many years ago was this? Like, why did you still live at home? Now, I could see why at 26 or something, you would still live at home. But then, oh my God, red flag. We were walking into the house. (laughs) Do you hear the fucking shaker right now? Do you hear the shaker? He's in the kitchen making a martini. Do you hear this? They might not hear the shaker, but anyway, there's a shaker going on. Shake. He said, my martinis suck because they're, my martinis are filthy. He likes his, what is the word? Dry, babe? When it's strong? I'm going to take a sip. I hope you've transitioned. Well, if you're at work, don't transition to martini. I mean, well, you can. (laughs) You can. I've done that. When I worked on Wall Street, I did a lot of that the liquid lunches anyway we were walking back into the house i don't know where we were i blocked out so many things the timeline is probably also fucked up because i just blocked out so much like i just couldn't it was like night and day which i also have a theory about this too it was like night and day but it really wasn't it was just more things were coming up where i was like okay i'm in over my head like i'm spitting out a lot of fucking bullshit and he's not reading that it's bullshit but also i was 20 i've said this already but what were you doing with a 20 year old what did you think you were actually gonna get however there are girls who wait for that opportunity like oh my god this guy he was like looking at fucking houses and the houses he was looking at like i will kill myself no i can't the houses were not it Okay, the houses were not. That was the other thing. Like, oh my God, there was just so many things one after another where I was like, I literally need to be taken the fuck out of here because I cannot breathe. 
this is my worst nightmare. Okay. We were walking. I don't know where we were. I'm sorry that I don't know. I blocked it out. We were walking back into his home. And I guess his parents were there. <sighs> he says, babe. And I said, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, not you. Well, who the fuck else are you talking to? His mother. <laughs> he was talking to his mother. He was talking to his mother. In that moment. I died, okay? I had passed away. I'm already texting my mom. Are you the one that picked me up or don't say the name, but did she pick me up? You picked me up, right? But I had to stay, I had to stay the whole night. (laughs) I don't remember the rest of the night. That's how bad it was. I blocked it out. But I, we were walking in and I said, what? He said, no, it's like a thing between me and my mom. We call each other babe. Listen to me. Listen to me. Anybody who is that close with their mother as a man, okay? Like, I'm close with mommy, right? But as a man, you're calling your mother babe. It was just, that was it. I, please get me the fuck out of here. So I texted mommy. I remember texting you and being like, mom, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, please. And she was like, I think you said like, you can't come now or I'll get you in the morning. Or I said, I can't leave right now. It's too obvious. Can you get me in the morning? But either way, I had to commit to the night. Like I had to commit to the night. So I'm obviously being weird. And the thing was, he knew I was being weird. That's the other thing. Like you, he knew I was being weird. He kept bringing it up, but he just wasn't willing to let it go. Or maybe he convinced himself there was something else. Like, and no, it wasn't anything else. It wasn't anybody else. It wasn't, it wasn't even, it's a me thing. Like, it's not you, it's me. No, no, no. <laughs> it is you. It's a hundred, is a hundred ten percent you. The idea in my head did not match the reality. And... I think I think that it was, you know, we didn't really know each other prior, even though we were interacting. We didn't really know, you know, I was never his girlfriend to know how he was going to operate in a relationship. And I also never met his fucking parents prior to that. So I didn't know he was like, that doesn't come up in conversation. Hey, like, do you call your mom babe? Like, that wasn't on my list of questions of getting to know someone. Like, do you have any nicknames for your fucking parents? Like, you don't think of that. Well, now you do. Make sure when you go on it. Remember, remember on episode seven, I was telling you what to ask on a first date. And I told you to ask if they, you know, do you like the Kardashians? Because it will tell you a lot. I told you to look out for tattoos. Well, now I'm telling you to ask if they have any special little fucking nicknames for the parents. Because it gets worse, okay? So now I'm in over my head and we are getting closer to Valentine's Day. So I know shit is about to hit the fan. And... I could not sign up for Valentine's Day as well. Like, no fucking way. I need to get out of here. And now I'm desperate to be single. And I also had my eye on somebody else. (laughs) I was also already eyeing down somebody else. This somebody else would come to the mall. 
every weekend. So I would see him all the time and he was so handsome and I was just literally ready to be single. Like I didn't want, I didn't want the excuse of, cause he had asked about me and my friend, he had asked my friend about me and she was like, she has a boyfriend. Like always, always had a boyfriend. I was so tired of that. I was so ready to just like, literally, I don't want to have a fuck boyfriend. I want to talk to this guy. I want to move on. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to, I didn't want the life that was headed my way. Like I said, I was bullshitting. I, I didn't want to be a mom. And I was saying I did. Oh yeah. This is why I, I am the villain in this story. This is what I meant by I was the bad guy here because I was saying that. Like I could see how he was led to believe a, a certain thing about me, but I was fucking lying. I'm 31. Do I have any kids? No, because I was fucking lying. And here's where I guess where I was. The way I ended it was a really shitty way because I am a pussy. I couldn't bring myself to do it the right way. So what I did was I had a flight coming. I had a trip coming up for work where we had to go to Vegas for work. And he's trying to be quiet. <laughs> I had a trip coming up uh, for work to go to Vegas. We had, which at this trip, I won top photographer in the country. Thank you very much. And I think I won like best employee or something too. I was just killing it. And okay. So remember episode seven, I also told you that if you're also too pussy to break up with someone, book a fucking flight. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so that's kind of what I did. I lined it up so that I knew I wouldn't be around. You know, he was, uh, it was my friend and I, my, my friend at the time also worked for the same company as me and we had a business trip and he was our ride to the fucking airport. Oh yeah. Why not call a cab, Tina? Oh, I don't know. Cause I'm a fucking moron. Cheap broke like I have no idea why we didn't just call a car service you know what it was no we actually had a lot of money at the time we were doing really well at work I think we were just too dumb to put that together like we we had never taken a trip we didn't know that there's a car service (laughs) to drive you to the airport we just thought like everyone had a ride like everyone's friends drive them to the airport we didn't we didn't compute that people will take car service. Some people will even take limos. Like we didn't know that we were just like, Oh fuck, he's our ride. Like, what are we going to (laughs) do? So I said, okay, don't worry about it. Like, fuck it. I'll have him drop us off anyway. And then I'll text him when we get in the airport. Cause he can't get in the airport that it's over. (laughs) I'm laughing, but it's like, not. it's kind of not funny. Like I don't recommend doing that. So he knew something was up too. And he, this was like at six in the morning too. He was, oh my God, you fucking piece of shit. That's so mean. It, it's so mean. It was like five, 6 a.m. It gets worse. This is not even the worst part. He met him. This is not even the worst part. Like this was literally like, it's like kind of funny because like I don't feel bad for men, but it's also like you didn't have to go that far. Like you didn't have to do all that. So I had him drive us anyway, and I didn't kiss him goodbye because I was repulsed. I wasn't repulsed. He did repulse me. It turns out he's not my type, I guess. 
Oh, Cher is kissing my mom. Cher loves her grandma. You don't even know. She loves my mom. So he drove us anyway and I was weird the whole time and I was blaming it on that I was tired. I mean, I was. It was like five o'clock in the morning. And he even like, he was so, such a gentleman about it. He even like picked up our luggage and put it in the trunk. Like, oh my God, no hard feelings at all. Like he knew shit was going downhill and he really didn't take it out on us. He wasn't rude. He wasn't weird. He was doing his best to be a gentleman. And, you know, I don't know if that was because, do you think he was intimidated to be a dick? I don't know. Yeah, I We'll never know. I've never seen him again. <laughs> I don't know. He lives on the same island. I've never seen him again. I don't know. He just doesn't go to where I go. I don't know what it is, but never seen him again. I have. We'll never know the answers to these questions. We just have to assume. So we're out of the car. He's taking the luggage out of the car and we're at the fucking gate and I don't kiss him goodbye. And I just, I couldn't bitch. Like I just fucking could it. I got it. I couldn't even suck it up to be like normal, you know, like don't be that much of a cunt. But I I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I was so checked out at this point. I was so I already like I was already out of the relationship. <laughs> I was already texting somebody else, but I was already out of the relationship like I was done. And we're on the flight now. And I felt let me tell you something. That whole Vegas trip for me was miserable. I felt so bad. I didn't feel good about it. It's like kind of funny in retrospect, but like I felt awful. I was the whole, I, I cried. I sulked in the bed. I didn't go out. My friend at the time, she was like, let's go do this. We're in Vegas. Let's go do that. I was fucking miserable. I think I had one good night, but our boss was with us. So like I had to go, but I was sulking. I felt terrible. I felt so bad because we're on the fucking plane. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. You know where I'm going with this. You know the part where they say, put your phone in airplane mode? Yeah. Well, guess what I did right before I put my phone on airplane mode? I sent the fucking text of, I can't do this anymore. He might not have even been home yet. Oh. He might not have even made it home yet. And I sent the text, I can't do this anymore. And then I put my, I waited till it delivered. And I put my phone in airplane mode. Obviously, when we landed, I thought I would have like a bunch of texts. But he, with me, I found out later that like he's not really who I thought he was. Whatever. Different story. But he, with me, he wasn't that overwhelming and dramatic. He really had as much patience as he could with dealing with me. And I didn't have a lot of text at all. He was just like, okay, we'll talk when you're back. And I was like, oh, like so mature. <laughs> I was clearly I wasn't that fucking mature. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> I would have been like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'll fly to Vegas right now. I'll fight you in Vegas. I would have been going fucking nuts. So when I got back home, obviously we met up, I think. I don't know all the details because again, I must have blocked it out from stress. It was so stressful for me. I felt so terrible. When we, when I got back, we met up to talk and I went in with the intentions of telling the truth. I was going to say, 
you know, I lost attraction. It was, you know, it was this. I wasn't necessarily telling the truth. I had no intentions of being a wife or being a mother or that wasn't real. I was going to say all that because I like to lead with honesty. Do you hear that? My mom just flushed the toilet. Listen, you get what you get and you don't get upset. (laughs) What is this? Episode nine? Yes, it's episode nine. We had talked and I had said, um, I was, so I was talking to my friend about it and I was saying, I'm going to tell him the truth. I'm going to tell him that I am not attracted to him anymore. I'm going to tell him that I don't want this. I want to be single. I'm 20. Like I was planning on telling him the truth. And my friend at the time, mom, just close my door. My friend at the time was like, you can't tell. My mom closed the door for me. My friend at the time was like, you can't tell him this. That is so like, he's going to be devastated. Like you don't need to say the 100% truth. And I took that seriously. I took her advice. I agree with that though. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I just wanted like a clear conscience, conscience. I wanted to clear, I needed all of it off my chest. I needed to be completely honest. I felt like it would make me a better person if I was like, honest like I thought honesty would win and like clear my slate and cure my karma like I thought that was the right thing to do but she was right she was absolutely right you can be honest without hurting someone's feelings and the things I was going to say was going to hurt his feelings so what did I do we met up and I think we were in his car I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure we were in his car and he was like so what's going on And I said, I just need a minute. (laughs) Why wasn't I? What? Like she said, don't say you're not attracted to him, but don't lie. I didn't just need a minute. I didn't want this with him at all. As nice as he was, as comfortable as it was, as safe as I felt, handsome, charming, tall. He was very tall, I think. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that because this is the second time I recorded it. My dad's pretty tall and he was taller than my dad. My dad's like 6'2". Right? Is he? He might be lying. (laughs) He might only be six, but this person was taller than my dad. Tall. All of the right things. Listen, I get it. I know that this was like, this was what a lot of people want. I know that. That was also my hesitation. Like, am I being a fucking idiot right now? Like, what am I just being chaotic? Am I just being dramatic? A lot of people, my friends want this. Everybody loved him. My friends loved him. Like my, everybody was like, oh my God, he's great for you. He's so sweet. I get it. Like it was checking all the fucking boxes except, which is what I explained to you, that's just comfort. That's security. That's, you know, things that, you know, everybody has different boxes. It wasn't checking the boxes for me. He didn't really like who I was. I don't even think he knew who I was. He, he was 
he was pretending also because he was acting over the moon in love with me and devastated and doing anything to work it out and blah, 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 and waited for me and blah, blah, blah. You don't fucking know who I am because if you did know who I am, why would you say that about what I'm wearing? Why would you say that about me going out? Why would you say to me, why would you even show me these houses? (laughs) The houses he was picking out. (gasps) Not for me. The whole thing was not for me. It was more than the material things. It was just, I just felt very put into a very small box. And clearly I had a lot, a lot more bigger dreams for myself. I didn't want to be, um, he basically, you know, I don't want to say because I don't think that being a mom and a wife is a small dream. I think it's like, as I got older, I learned it's actually much harder than anything else I'm doing. What I'm doing is light work compared to a mother. But at the time in my head, I just didn't want to be a Staten Island wife. I didn't want, I wanted so much more. Like in my head, I was moving to LA. I was going to do all these different things. And he was telling me that in the next year, I'm just going to be a wife. And then the year after I'm going to be pregnant. That was, that was the conversations that were going on. So by 22, I'm going to have a kid. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, no. And I was pretending like I wanted it because I didn't want to lose a good thing. I didn't want to lose the comfort and blah, blah, blah. But Absolutely not. That was not for me. So instead of saying that and being upfront and saying like, listen, what I should have said was our goals don't align. I thought they did align. I thought I had real feelings and I don't. I don't. Our goals don't align. I don't think I even want to be a real wife. Like I'll go to city hall or whatever, but I'm not about to be inside and not going out anymore and not being a young woman anymore. Like I'm only 20. Like I'll get married for funsies, but I'm, why do I need to stay inside? Like I was, that was so confusing to me. I don't want to be a mom. I don't want this. I don't want, I didn't say that. I should have said we, our goals don't align, period. Like point blank period. Our goals don't align. I don't want what you want. I think you're great. Somebody else deserves this. Like You deserve somebody who wants this with you. Like, I should have said that. Did I say that? No, I didn't. (laughs) No, I fucking didn't. I said, I just need space. I just need to think about it. And it's because I was scared to lose something I was comfortable with. I was so, it was so, even though I was uncomfortable and I was grossed out, it was still comfortable. Like, it was like somebody safe. This person wanted to be with me. He had his head on his shoulders. He he was planning the future. He was applying pressure. He was taking me seriously. He was literally actively planning while I was just fucking doing shit for fun. So I was scared to lose that because I didn't value myself enough to think I can get it again. Well... I started to look inward because remember I told you I should have stayed single. I shouldn't have jumped into another relationship. So I started doing that. So I, instead of being honest, I was bullshitting, but either way, I got myself out of the situation. I was no longer his girlfriend in my head and I was single and I went to therapy and I cried about this. (laughs) I felt, I truly felt very bad about it. So if this ever does 
cross his way for whatever reason. I doubt it. I mean, he does follow me, which I think uh, it's it's whatever. He's not he's not like actively liking any pictures or anything. I don't think he'll listen to this, but if he does, he does. Okay. I did feel bad. I went to therapy. Oh, yes, I did. I cried in therapy. I felt terrible. Why did I do this? How come I can't commit to someone? Like, what are these commitment issues? I was really questioning everything. Well, my therapist at the time really did help me through the situation. And then I started having fun being single. I I had the, I was having a fucking ball. I was having the best time. And I remember even on Valentine's Day, I had flowers from a bunch of different men. Did they know about each other? No, they didn't. I had flowers from him. I had flowers from my ex. I had flowers from somebody else. And I got away with it because, listen, here's a good tip. Date several people on the holidays. Spend it with your friend. On Valentine's Day, just say, oh, my friend is so upset. I told her I would go to dinner with her. We'll do something later tonight, but I'm going to dinner with my friend. That way... You're out to dinner with your friends, let them send you flowers, and then meet up with whoever you want the night after, okay? That's exactly what I did. I went to dinner with my friend. It was, well, I don't want to say it was the best Valentine's Day because I've had many great Valentine's Day, great Valentine's Days afterwards, but it was a really good one. I was having the best time, and I felt very confident. I started to sort out and look inward Why was I in that toxic relationship with the shitty boyfriend to begin with? Why did I agree to another relationship with this man? Why was I lying? Why was I saying crazy shit that I don't want? Do I, is this something I want? And I settled on, I don't know if I ever want to be a wife, if I ever want to be a mom, but I know I don't want that now. I know I don't want that right now. I was in that toxic relationship because I didn't value myself. I'm not going to do that again. I'm never going to check someone's phone again. I'm never going to check their social media again. I'm never going to be in a situation where I feel like I need to check. I really set a list of rules for myself of what I'm never going to fucking do again. I had my red flags list and my non-negotiables armed and fucking ready, bitch. And... I was committed to being single. I was like, this is great. I feel I can go and do whatever I want. I don't need to check in with anyone. I don't need to worry about anyone's feelings. I was having a fucking ball, okay? Well, here's where the story gets worse. And then I promise it's over. I know it's a long one and I know it's a chaotic one. <laughs> but like I said, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> What time is it now? 11 o'clock. I need a cigarette. I, okay. I'm single for a couple of months. We're still in contact, but I don't need to see him, you know. He would like come by my job and stuff and buy me a coffee or whatever. And it was like awkward, but like it wasn't too bad. I was thinking nothing of it. It turns out he was literally like expecting us to get back together. I had no idea. It's been months, bitch. Like, I thought he just caught the hint of, we're never, ever, ever getting back together. Like, I thought he got that part. He didn't. (sighs) Well, (laughs) while he thought we were getting back together or whatever the fuck he thought, 
I started seeing someone. I started seeing the person who I would see. So I had worked in the mall and then every Saturday, this very handsome man would like we would make eye contact when he was in the mall. I worked in the mall. He would shop there every Saturday. I would see him. We would make eye contact. I guess he made a, well, I found out now, he did make a point to pass my store. <laughs> so as soon as I was single, bitch, I was like, hold on. When you see the cutie who stares at me, flag him down. Thank you very much. Well, a few months being single, having the time of my life, flag this man down. Oh, yes, I did. We started talking. (laughs) Again, that's a whole other episode. We started interacting. We started talking, whatever you want to call it. Now, it's months later. It's almost a year later. What did I name him? Roger? Roger comes to see me at my job in the mall. He's talking to me outside. We're, we're outside. I'm having a smoke. This is like 10 years ago. I'm having a cigarette. We're having cigarettes. We're catching up. I'm thinking we're friends. I'm thinking we're friendly. I'm thinking he knows we're never getting back together. I'm assuming he's dating somebody else. I'm talking to him outside. Who comes strolling in? The man I started dating. The cutie in the mall that was looking at me. I was looking at him. We was making eye contact. He comes strolling in as I'm outside talking to my now ex-boyfriend who I didn't really break up with. I told I needed space. I wasn't clear. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm talking to my ex-boyfriend who we're cool. This new guy that I'm interacting with is walking past us. He had the audacity to come over and say hi to me and give me a kiss in front of this man in front of my now ex-boyfriend, Roger, the nice guy who I told I just needed space. So obviously he's like, what the fuck is going on? So he walks in, he said, the new guy walks in, he says hi to me and he's like, all right, babe, I'll see you inside. And I'm giddy as fuck. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm in love. Like (laughs) I'm in love. And this guy is like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, what do you, what do you think it is? Again, literally in my innocence thinking everything is copacetic. Like everything's cool. I made myself clear. No, I fucking didn't. He's like, what was that? And I said, oh my God, I'm in love with him. (laughs) Yes, I did, bitch. I said, oh my God, I'm in love with him. He was like, you're in love with what are you talking about? What is going on here? What is He started literally on like melting down in front of my eyes like chaos was beginning to ensue he was like what are you talking about I said I'm in love with him I'm in love with that person that I just saw I know and then I said I know it's I continued bitch I started spilling the beans I don't even know what I was on that day probably like three iced coffees believe it or not I was not on any type of drugs or medication I was just like innocent innocently thinking that I'm leading with truth. Like I have nothing to be ashamed about. And I said, I'm in love with him. We started seeing each other. I had no, I know I wanted to be single, but I like I'm head over heels. I'm in love with him. (laughs) He was like, but you told me you needed space. You told me you needed like time. So what is with me and you? And I said, what? (laughs) I I said, yeah, but, but now I don't know. I didn't plan to fall in love with him, which is true. I didn't. I had every intention of 
hanging out with this person and never talking to him again. I did not plan to fall in love with him. (laughs) I did not plan for that. And, you know, he was very upset. He even came into my job after that. Like he followed me into my job and flipped out on my friend as well. We worked together. He followed me in. We ha- we finished the cigarette. We're still talking about the situation. He comes into my job and he's literally getting nasty with her as well. And then I said to him, okay, listen, if you're going to act like this, you got to fucking get out. And he did. He left. <sighs> I realized where I went wrong. And I never did that again. Ever since then, I have led with honesty. If there's one thing about me, I will learn from my fucking mistakes, especially when I'm disappointed with myself. I don't always learn my mistakes when like I am not disappointed with myself, but when I am disappointed with myself, I won't continue that. And I never did. I never led someone on after that. I never lied after that. I never checked anyone's phone ever again. I never checked anyone's social media ever again. And I never was dishonest with anybody. Even with the guy I started seeing, I was very honest with him. I was very honest with him. And if you want to know about that too, we can get into it. But I never acted that way again. And you know what? I am apologetic. I'm not sorry because I was right. Looking back, there was no mistakes as far as what I felt. What I felt inside as far as like, this is not for me. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. I ended up meeting someone who obviously I have a life with now. And this person, I don't like talk about him just because like, I don't want my platform to be about my fucking relationship, but he doesn't limit me. He doesn't ever tell me like I should wear something specific. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't make me feel claustrophobic. He he puts the winds in my sails. He encourages all of my crazy fucking dreams. <laughs> he is my number one supporter. Like, so that's why it's a cautionary tale. Don't stay with someone because you think that's the best you're going to get because he checks all the box. He checks all the boxes for what society tells you you should have. And it seems comfortable and blah, blah, blah. No, you will find what's right for you. What's healthy for you what aligns with your goals and what you want, even if you are only 20. I don't give a fuck if you're only 20. I don't care if you're 18. If it doesn't align with you and your goals and your beliefs, don't fucking do it. I get that it's comfortable and you might break someone's heart. And, you know, I don't know if I broke his heart. Like I said, I never spoke to him after that. I have no idea if his heart's broken. I have no idea how he feels about me now. I have no idea if he even took it seriously. Maybe, maybe in his head, we he denies the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where he stands on it, but I know for myself, I was right. That's not what I wanted. And I would have never have been happy because being grown now and looking back, I still don't want that. <laughs> still don't want that. I don't, even at 31, I love going out. If I want to go out at 12 a.m., I'm going. Sure am. If I want to wear a jumpsuit, I'm going to wear it. If I want to have a martini on a Friday night and film a, record a fucking podcast and act crazy and talk about my ex-boyfriends, 
in where I live, in my beauty room, I'm going to do it. And there's no one here who stops me from being who I am. I'm loved for who I am, for for how chaotic I am, for how crazy I am, for my big dreams. Nobody puts my fire out. You know what I'm saying? Like no one, What is that the phrase? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. That's what you deserve. If you have big dreams, if you want something specific, if you want to be a mom, if you want to be a wife, if you want, if you have a fucking list of what you want for yourself and the person who seems like a good fit on paper doesn't exactly align with that, don't do it. Leave. Leave. You'll find somebody. You'll find somebody who will love you for you, for all of your flaws, who will encourage your dreams, who will not only not shame you for wanting to go out for drinks on a fucking Tuesday night, but will join you for drinks on a fucking Tuesday night. Okay? Like someone who's on the same page as you, someone who speaks your language. We all have our own language. There's love languages, right? But there's, we all have our own language, okay? You'll find someone who speaks your language where you don't feel repulsed, where you don't feel like you need to call your mom in a panic (laughs) to pick you up at nine o'clock in the morning from your boyfriend's house because you literally can't fucking do it anymore. And she did pick me up. I think she went outside. She's outside talking to my boyfriend right now um, because it's 11 o'clock. They're probably like, what the fuck is she doing now? They are exhausted. They give up. Everybody around me has given up. They just let me (laughs) be who I am. But that's my point. Be with someone who lets you be who you are, not push you into a box, not make you feel like you should be smaller. You should never feel like you're doing something wrong for being yourself. I wasn't doing something wrong. I was 20 years old. If I want to go out for a fucking drink on a Tuesday night with my friends, that's what I, that's, I'm allowed to do that. Was it illegal? Not the point. I'm allowed to wear a jumpsuit if I want to. I'm allowed to wear a suit if I want to. Like I'm allowed to be fucking wild and crazy. I'm allowed to, you know, have all these dreams. I was allowed to do that. And I did do that. That is the lesson here. Don't stay with someone because you're comfortable. And even though it sucks (laughs) and it ruined my Vegas trip and I felt so bad and it was way harder than being broken up with, especially because he didn't really do anything wrong. It it wasn't great to do, but you should do it. You have to do it. If you're with someone that you're just with because you're comfortable, but you have bigger dreams, you have, you have dreams outside of what you thought you would have with this person, your goals don't align. It's going to be tough. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you'll feel free. Think about that. The feeling of feeling the freedom to be yourself is worth it. I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I could breathe again. Oh my God, I could be who I am. There's no one telling me I should be a different way because of whatever fucking reason, whatever society standards are. Fuck all that. Find someone who aligns with you because I promise it is way more fun. And then you too can have (laughs) martinis and record your crazy little podcast in your fucking beauty room and be with someone who encourages your crazy behavior. (laughs) 
So I'm going to go. I'm going to go have a fucking cigarette, bitch. I'm going to go. I'm going to finish my martini. And, you know, I kind of want some pizza or something. McDonald's. I'm having the best fucking time. I'm going to go hang out with my mom. And I'll record a second episode for this week. Look forward to that. I hope you like this one. I hope it wasn't too crazy. And I hope I didn't lose any of you. You know how much I love you. Stay well. And I love you.